Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! Or whatever. I suppose it's just like an exclamation at this point. It doesn't really matter if it's gendered or not because things are flying at us at a rate that is unsustainable. But you know what? We're here to make sense of it as the playmakers. My name is Lindsay Brown. Across from me is... Adrian Hernandez. And there is a lot going on in our current moment and the future moments that will be uh, making up our week. It is going to be an insane week here in Las Vegas. And I'm glad we're here to, you know, dissect and navigate everything. Absolutely. Um, NFL Draft is going to be here. Don't know if anybody's heard. <laughs> just need to make sure All people right. recognize. Yeah, just in case you all forgot. Um, that should be – we're going to be down on Radio Row Thursday and Friday of this week. I think it, it's my first official, like, radio professional radio row. row. Let's go. I'm so glad to be alongside with you. Right? They're very fun. I'm super pumped. I know that you've done a, a couple in the past or maybe done just one or two, but Yeah, a couple boxing ones, one music one. I'm very, very looking forward to and very self-involved with wanting to know how the catering for the NFL is going to be in that. But that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. We're <laughs> of all course holding I'm our about breath. The food, don't right? don't worry about like all the connections we're gonna possibly make, all the guests that we're gonna be able to bring oh, to our fine listeners that uh I'm sure not just in the thousands, not just the hundreds of thousands, but the millions. Uh but it's gonna be a unique experience and you know, it's the first time that I think we're having a, an event of this magnitude here, at least with the NFL involved. And so very excited to be making up for the party that was supposed to be in twenty twenty, but is now in twenty twenty two. Uh, sometimes it's nice to go back in the past because the past is like a better place for you because the current moment right? isn't so great. Um, there's going to be plenty of exploration of that today because, man, this hockey team that we have here in town, guys, not the Silver Knights, the Golden Knights, because Silver Knights, I don't, have any, I don't have any qualms with the Golden Knights, though. They just can't figure it out. They just can't get figured out. And it's not just the, the play on the ice. It's also the play off the ice. We have an update for 
uh, Robin Leonard here for you in just a minute or so, but I want to run through the rest of the show before I forget. Uh, we're going to start talking about the NFL draft finally. Figured we probably should do some prep. <laughs> You're going to do it every time, aren't you? I'm just very excited. <laughs> All right. Well, Adrian literally printed out like a 300-page booklet for preparation Y'all purposes. Y'all think I'm lying. And absolutely he did decimate one quarter of the Amazon. And you, yeah, right on Hopefully Earth Hopefully the Bezos type, not the, not the tree type. True. And also just doing some research and listening through the show, one thing I've learned about this show mm-hmm. that I enjoy is when Lindsay is talking. Oh. And she takes a second. <laughs> And she's usually talking about the Golden Knights. But ladies and gentlemen, when you hear somebody's getting there roasted, is, okay? Boom, boom. Slap Straight it. up. Straight up. We're going to be talking about the last minute collapse of the actual game that the Golden Knights lost last night. Uh, in addition to other things that I have notes on that. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. Not, hurt. Not sure if you heard, but the Wolves have tied up the series, people. What an exciting game other than the refs. We are your home for the Minnesota Timberwolves here in the Las Vegas Valley. I mean, we don't carry them. We're just like the biggest fan club. I'm also starting the Pelicans fan club charter Yo, of how could you not Las Vegas? Oh They're my on goodness. fire right now. I gotta learn how to do a Pelican sound. Pe- well, we just get it from the Finding Nemo. Nemo. Pelicans. It's yeah, not yeah. No. I don't know what the actual like caw is, but I'm sure we could probably reserve our our, our bird calls for the hawks and whatever because those are the the true people we ke- keep near and dear to our heart. Uh, just like Elon Musk, as he's going to be buying Twitter today, or at least that's the hot rumor. I uh, expand that conversation a little bit more because I don't want to talk about billionaire Elon Musk. I really don't care about him, but I care about how sad and anxious everybody is and how we got to where we are. Yeah, it's, we'll see where it goes. By the way, forty-four bill. That's how much Twitter costs. I mean, I have like th- at least three other things I would spend that money on, but you know what? What do you get someone who has everything already? I guess they just buy Twitter. Then we'll wrap up the weekend. There's a few other sports stories and other things that Adrian brings to us in case we missed anything. But, all right. Are you ready? Yes. It's time for the can opener. All right. This segment originally was supposed to be mostly about Ben Simmons and the announcement that we have now learned that he will not be available for tonight's game four. The back is sore for him, and so he is not going to play. There's a lot that we can go into with his particular case study with this team. And the lack of trust, I feel, that has been fostered within the environment that he hasn't spent that much time there in Brooklyn, but also within Ben himself. Because when I when you walked in today, I, I asked you, I'm like, so what's Ben Simmons' thing right now? Like, what's in his head? Because honestly, you have to look at it from the perspective of someone who is clearly dealing with someone, or dealing with something, I should say, and that... When you're dealing with adversity, dealing with your feelings, we often tend to revert to our inner child. Like, what could he be feeling that would cause him to potentially take a different route to not playing game four? Because I'm going to go out on a limb and say that maybe the back soreness isn't as severe as it indicates for him to sit out another game. But you know what? Something else might be. I intended to talk mostly about this segment and, and kind of layering that trust in and we're going to do that except Ben Simmons isn't going to be the main point of this conversation anymore Golden Knights are going to be the main point of this conversation because the Golden Knights and the Brooklyn Nets to me have a lot of parallels right now Adrian and that is not a good thing no no (laughs) no there's a lot of words talking about toxicity there's a lot of conversations about lack of leadership there's a lot of conversations about lack of direction and I kind of got after you a little bit earlier today because it seems like we as a public 
and as the respective fan base for the, for the Golden Knights, I don't know where in sports or society that it gave us the idea that talent beats hard work when they're not willing to show up for most of the regular season. Like, be that because of injury, be that because of choice, because of vaccination status, we knew that the Golden Knights and the Brooklyn Nets were not going to be full strength this year. We just got to get to the playoffs, right? And then who knows what's going to be at our disposal. We're going to have all this talent. We don't even know what to do with the, te- the, the leagues in which we play, and I've never seen anything like this. But here's the deal. The Golden Knights might not get to the opportunity that the Brooklyn Nets have fostered for themselves, which is a 3 nothing deficit in the first-round series after being picked to be the main favorite. Vegas' is favorite to win the title before the season. But the toxicity, the distrust across the levels of leadership is what has led both of these teams astray. And if you want any better of an example, I cannot find one more succinct than a press release that was just made public to us in the last half hour or so. 11.51 I am, sorry. A little bit behind on the Twitter news. Robin Leonard will undergo shoulder surgery and will miss the remainder of the 2021-22 season. Robin has done his best to battle through this injury. He sustained February 9th, and we were hopeful that rest and rehab would allow him to complete the season. He initially rehabbed and was able to return to play March 1st. At times, rest and rehab were effective, but ultimately, Robin, in consultation with the team medical staff, determined that this is the best course of action. The Golden Knights have recalled Yuri Patera from Henderson. End scene. Um, I was very much keeping a close eye on Robin Leonard during warm-ups last night just to kind of see how he was moving and how engaged he was. I was kind of shocked to see him come out of the tunnel, to be totally honest, considering how big of a gong show this organization has handled this entire situation. And based off of conversations that I've had across the league, Robin Leonard's not the problem in this situation. He is not. He is a guy that is caught in the middle of squabble, in the middle of a measuring contest of some sort. And he wasn't moving very well. I maybe saw him butterfly once. I don't know why he was backing up yesterday. I don't know why we're, we're coming to this conclusion three days later than what Robin was saying just a couple days earlier. Could it be ego just to make sure that they were, you know, he's not having surgery right now, like contrary to reports? I think Robin Leonard got ahead of what he already knew and that he took power in his own hands and the team was pissed because they didn't expect him to do that because they just expect everybody to fall in line with their own BS, and he didn't. And so they didn't know what to do. He didn't go to practice for a couple days, no fault to him. He's there on the bench last night, saw him stand up cheering for his teammates, engaged, all that other stuff, and then today we get this announcement. Um, how, where, who, where is trust fostered? For you, Adrian, like, how do you earn trust as like a teammate to teammate? Because there's different layers that that we can really look at this. Because when we just talk about like layers of distrust, or it's easy to kind of paint over with one very specific shade of of gold here, right? Because this goes beyond the organizational mishandling of a lot of their per- interpersonal business. It's now it's on the ice too. We just don't usually put the same label on it. Look at that collapse last night. Look at the look at the goals against that we usually give up with this team that aren't in the game last night. What are the nature of the goals? When are they happening? Who is out on the ice? What decisions are being made? Because if you ask me, Alex Petrangelo, I would go up to him and say, 
Do you trust your teammates to do their job in the game? Do you trust them to take care of their assignment? Enough to stay in position when your brain is screaming to go. Screaming. Every, every fiber in your being is saying, you know what? This is a bad situation. Do you have enough trust to override that? For him, I would say definitely not. And I don't need any example further than the final goal that tied the game last night with a second and a half left where we have Brady McNabb blocking a shot into the corner. Jack Eichel goes to help him. He's not helping really anybody right now, but that's a conversation for later on in the show. You have William Carlson following the puck up the wall towards Brent Burns and then just like peeling off since that is super effective. And yet Jonathan Marcheseau up in space as the weak side wing, which, is nece- which isn't necessarily the wrong spot, but he's too high to be anything but a guy who's looking for a pass. And that high slot is what ha- has damned these Golden Knights this season, seasons prior. But when Alex Petrangelo decides to front the puck, decides to go out for a block on that Brent Burns shot from the wall, when we already have three players on that side, he just goes out, I'm going to try to catch it with my hand. Is that your job? Is it? Is your equipment outfitted to sustain trauma in that manner? If not, then that's not your freaking job. Your job is to stay in front of the net. I don't care if there's, a, there's an extra skater out there. There's somebody wide open on the back door that was had time to collect a shot that went off of Thompson's blocker behind the net, rebounded from a wall pass out in front, and he had time to gather, collect, and put it in the back. That is Alex Petrangelo's guy. That is a guy you're paying, what, eight and a half, nine million dollars to play defense. You know how much defense he plays? Very little. And that's where I'm like, is it a subconscious lack of trust for him? Because it's become a pattern to a point where I, I'm not sure if he's consciously doing that. And I don't want to – I'm coming with a lot of emotion because I, I feel like this team has left so much on the table because they create all this BS that they have to deal with. And it gets in their way. And it's stuff like this. Because he is supposed to be – he won a Stanley Cup as a captain. He's a defenseman that skates the puck up a ton. But we're in the D zone in the weaning moments of a game in which you had a two-goal lead two minutes later or two minutes ago, and now it's down to one, and you're going out last second to block this puck. Why do you not trust Logan to make the save? That's the stuff I'm talking about with the inner team trust, at least with him, at least in that layer. We can go with other layers. Trust me, we are. What about the – do you have trust in your teammate to be at their best – for the game. Can I count on you to take care of your stuff so I can take care of my own business? That's a different layer of trust, right? This is where we get into the Leonard conversation. This is where we get into the Pete's comments last week when he pulled him after that one goal against him. Uh, uh, and he said, well, the, the, the team looked rattled. The team looked shaky. That's right. It's a very real thing to all of a sudden start to sink back and, and, and to play a little bit more conservatively, to maybe take a, a half a second more to make a decision because you're unsure of yourself because you're not fully confident in your teammates' ability to do their job. And that half second is the difference between something good and bad. It is everything. It's the difference between breakouts. It's the difference between turnovers. There's plenty of those for the Golden Knights last night, especially in that high zone, in that neutral zone. That has been the the true Achilles of heel of this team down the stretch. This team does not deserve to be in playoffs. We've been saying this for weeks. And and if, if that loss to New Jersey and then the loss last night isn't proof enough for you, man, you're drinking a, a, a potent type of Kool-Aid. And that's blowing a, a two-goal lead in the third period, by the with way, less, for those. With, with two minutes left. Against the Sharks, who have nothing to play for except pride 
and twisting the knife in our ribcage. And, and that's where it's like you, you can't show up and expect to, for those 60 minutes to just tick on by. Like, it, you have to be fully intentional, and that's where this team hasn't really had the ability to do that because they've been dealing with so many injuries and so many guys that have had to skate minutes at high levels against matchups that aren't advantageous for them 15 minutes into their, their service time that night. And like you've brought up where it seems like for the past month or even longer, it feels like every situation, they have the mentality of them being down 2-0. And every But they don't game play counts. like it. They, they don't positionally. They, they say they have that when they go after the pucks, except half the time they get beat to the pucks, which I don't really understand. And then we're making decisions, gameplay decisions, that seem anything but desperate to win. Like Al, Alex Petrangelo is scared to lose by making that decision subconsciously, and maybe it's something super small. Maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion, but I expect a lot from him. I'm sure he expects a lot from himself. Just like every single person who's a fan of this team, every person who's in that front office of this team, whether they're misguided or not, expected great things from this roster. And when it started to get derailed with the injuries, that's one thing. It's another thing to continually make the same mistakes over and over and over again. And he's a guy who played probably some of the the most games out of anybody on roster. And he doesn't really have the minutes excuse as of late because I looked it up in the splits earlier this season. He had his most productive month in March because he had all of a sudden not playing 26 minutes a game. He's playing 23. What happened? Alec Martinez came back. Then he's been basically not doing very much since. And then Shea Theodore took over. He had like a 30-game chunk where he didn't score a goal. Why is that? We, we see him walk people. He walked somebody in the first two minutes of the game, just dipsy-doodled. As a defenseman, we've seen it in the playoffs. Why can't we find that Shea Theodore more often? Because he's busy doing stuff that his skill set doesn't have room to coexist with. This team gets themselves into holes. This team works themselves into bad situations. And sometimes bad luck hits them too. And that's the thing. Bad luck is inevitable. Failure is inevitable. But you have to do yourself favors to put yourself in the best position at every single intersection it presents itself. And this team is just talent. Talent will take care of it. Talent will show up. It will bring us to the promised land. It'll be all good. Talent will show up. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll help you beat the Coyotes. Oh, wait. Well, since he's returned, Mark Stone has no points. And that's okay because he's not working at 100%. But the team is two wins, two losses, one overtime loss, and one shootout loss. Max Pacioretty, well, he's been back a little bit longer. In his seven games, at his latest stint, just two goals and two assists. One goal of those was last night. Vegas, three wins, two losses, one overtime loss. I understand that our talent is not going to be able to get back up to speed. Just ask Kyrie Irving. It's a tough time to gel. But we have a lot of talent in this lineup right now. That's just two guys. What about Eichel? He hasn't done jack squat in five games. I have so many notes on him last night. It's not even about production. That guy was chasing the puck every time he was even near it. And as I mentioned, we kind of already went through Petrangelo and Theodore and these stats. I'll kind of save for, for later in the show because I don't want to blow all my good stuff right now. But this is a team that uh, doesn't have a solid direction. This is a team that has mishandled a player personnel decision to a point that he has opted to get surgery during the season. And so if that doesn't 
pose a cause for self-reflection, for possible self-improvement. Dare I say self-change? I don't know what will. And luckily, they even have the excuse of make of missing the playoffs. And it's kind of wild to think about that for the first time ever, they miss the playoffs and maybe they clean house. But it has nothing to do with the results. It has everything to do with the culture fostered around here and the overall lack of distrust. If there were a better culture, we would have been better equipped to handle this and we wouldn't be treating people this way. And so change is needed, in my mind. But No, I agree with you too. And maybe that changes the mentality on the ice where, like you say, it doesn't seem like they were anxious or or prepared for moments or that hunger and taking well, care they, of business. They, like, they had business taken care of. They were they were they were going. Thompson turned in a great game. We're gonna get into the actual game later on, but I'm talking about the overall feel of this team and its more distant future and how it kind of approaches whether the offseason is is Wednesday away or whenever our regular season ends out, or maybe we make the playoffs, you know, just to have a date with the with the Colorado Avalanche. All I know is that if the stars win in regulation tomorrow, nights are done. Like they should be done already, but nights are done. And They can't waste another performance like that. It's absolutely unacceptable and indicative of just a shoddy build, a bad build with some bad luck mixed in with it. Expensive build, too. Absolutely. Hopefully we have a better build for the draft this week. I'm sure a lot of people's jobs depend on that, and ours certainly depends on our ability to break down the draft, at least in a different way than other people are doing. Uh, We'll get into that on the other side of the break. Love for the bet. Hit him. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 to bet. Song could not be better themed for our segment here. Down and out, the Golden Knights are. Mez Cuddy Monday trying to save the vibes. Yeah, I, I wish the night season uh, felt as vibey as this song, right? Seriously, though. I do uh, usually pop in my headphones during the games because it's just it's sensory overload in there. I'm getting done with the show. I want to be able to like, get to bed on time. But last night, I uh, got my headphones, but I didn't use them at all because I kind of had an inkling that maybe this was the final time we were going to be in the building for a few months. And that's not technically set in stone yet. Your Golden Knights just landed uh, in Dallas, or at least Ben Goetz did from the Las Vegas Review Journal, and they're gonna be facing off against the Stars tomorrow night. Season is on the line. Got to win in regulation. Got to win all of them in regulation uh, to secure a playoff berth, and it still might not be enough. They have lost the right to control their own destiny. Ooh, that uh, percentage for the playoffs is now down to double French fry, isn't it? Eight percent. Oh, I lied. Even lower than we thought. A snowman instead of an eleven. <laughs> Snowmans are no fun for anybody, especially when they happen to be on golf cards. And that's usually where a lot of hockey players tend to spend their time in the offseason. I saw that Ryan Getzlaff of the Anaheim Ducks, who played his final game of his career, uh, the team gifted him like a four by four that's like duck themed and then like some super swanky golf trip in the offseason, like five-star resort, the whole team, it's all involved. And I'm like, yep, sounds about right. You're going to go swing some sticks with the boys and have a hell of a time. But, you know, that's something that the Golden Knights have never crossed, like at least this early of a juncture. And so I don't want to keep, like, piling on this team. But at the same time, when are we going to get this opportunity? Because I anticipate them to come back full force next season, regardless if they're able to make the playoffs this season or not. 
because it has just been such a wonky year. But as we got into earlier in our program and in other shows, I think there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made in terms of the way that this team plays. And a lot has to do with who we're running stuff through and who we're defaulting to, who we're deferring to. And we pretty much already ripped Alex Petrangelo to shreds, so I probably should deviate and find somebody else to to put that spotlight on. Plenty of blame to go around. Absolutely. And and Alex Petrangelo does a lot for this team. I just, he needs to do more. And somebody that I also would expect more from at this point, and maybe it's unfair, Jack Eichel. Like, I didn't, I'm one of those people that said, I'm not going to put the savior complex on him, and I still don't. But the fact that he's been basically silent for four games if not five and I was watching him last night because I noticed that he wasn't scoring and I just have a, a couple notes I'd like to share Eichel skating around playing catch up with the actual play uh wasn't looking very interested in getting physically engaged or fighting for ice before the battle I kind of mentioned that earlier in the hour because the 50-50 battles have you know a timeline of events to them it's not just the the battle down in the corner sometimes you can help your leverage and your battle compete level by just having my left leg in front of their right when we're going to the corner like just being a half step ahead or and that allows me to get my hips in better leverage position and Eichel's such a good skater such a good skater all the power in the world and can get up and go when he wants to but what I get nervous about with guys like him who are so incredibly gifted with skating, Nolan Patrick's a lot like this too. You've never really had to hold yourself accountable in terms of your um, skating hygienics, let's just call it. Because when you're so smooth and you're able to kind of keep your speed up by just using your edges, you don't really use the stop and starts, right? But the stops and starts are the are the – mode of skating that keeps you in position that puts you in the right places and if you're mo- if you're on time and you're moving your feet in the right place at the right time to receive those passes but I don't think Eichel has been able to find that and I'm not sure if, that, if it's just because of that physical engagement maybe it's the fact that they've been jumbling lines and we're trying to make sure that we got Stone, Pacioretty and and Stevenson back together but for a guy who's supposed to be a top level center and I'm not seeing him uh, with the puck on his stick a lot, let alone his teammates looking for him. I kind of find that problematic. And that's where I even had a little bit of him in, in the earlier trust conversation, but uh, different or higher energy levels prevailed. I thought Logan Thompson played incredibly well last night, Adrian. I thought he had a few point-blank saves, especially on, with the glove side. Uh, when you're right-handed, sometimes there's not as many of those in the NHL or just in hockey in general. You're left-handed. And so sometimes – you assume that, oh, I don't have to elevate this puck as much because blocker side, well, I have to bring the stick up. It takes a little bit longer, and that shot will go in against you know seven out of ten goaltenders. But because he's a southpaw, he's opposite, everything is opposite. So when you're going back door uh, to his right side, which is usually blocker, that's his glove, and he's able to get it up, and he was able to make a couple of big saves that kept the Golden Knights in the game, especially in the second period because the Golden Knights were all over the Sharks they were trapping them in zone they were turning pucks over there was all the pressure down in that end and then you know five six minutes goes by and then Logan Thompson has a breakaway against and he stops it like that moment alone I was just like dude I'm so pumped for him because it it says a lot because most goalies you're either a person that does well when you're high volume 
or you're a person who can kind of cut through the noise and deal with low volume, but then when you get in high volume, you can kind of get a little bit outside of yourself, maybe get a little bit anxious about stuff. And he just seemed like he was at the right level of intensity, of engagement, and really, I think, steadied the team. And those are moments where it's not just, well, he made a save, and so we're not moving in, in the wrong direction. Those are types of moves that instill trust in your teammates, in your ability to play. That's why I'm like, Alex Petrangel, please trust Logan Thompson. He's already come up for you big time a couple times in this game. Trust it. Um, PGK trapping San Jose in D-zone for opening minutes. The second big save from Reimer. Reimer was great last night. I think the Golden Knights had trouble getting away from the crease. Like, the rebounds were there, but we were so on top of the crease and so on top of James Reimer that even if we got the puck to the stick, there was no angle. There was no space for them to work with to put it over him in the rebound. And that's just gap control in front of the net. But for the most part, I have this uh, I have this note, too, about Nashville because I've been thinking a lot about the Nashville Predators and how they play and how the Golden Knights, I think, attempt to play because I think Alex Petrangelo – would fit really well on Nashville right now for what like what what Roman Yossi is doing, who's their top defenseman. They have an unreal power play, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Roman Yossi is able to wire pucks through from the top of the key from from the point. And why wouldn't Alex Petrangelo or any one of our D be able to do that? That's that's an option open to all of us. But here's the thing about Nashville: they hit the crap out of everyone. They establish a physical edge. They create apprehension, and they get people going to the box. And thinking about other things than, the, you know, the best version of my hockey game rather than just trying to manage this particular moment. And so you have the man advantage where you get a body of theirs off the ice. And like I said, that that physical apprehension that's been created, there's so much more space for him. They they skate so much more than the Golden Knights do in the power play. I mean, just look at how the overtime went. Like, it was a four-on-three, and you could say, well, we don't practice four-on-three hockey nearly as much as we do five-on-four, so we're not really sure what to do with your space. We're professional hockey players. You probably know what to do on a four-on-three. What usually doesn't work is having tree trunks for legs and just stick handling, stick handling, and I'm going to pass it, and then everybody's just waiting for their for their, for their their pass to take a shot, and nobody's actually moving their feet. Like, for you to get people out of position on the man advantage, you have to make, your, make them make a decision. You have to make them move because you inherently have – uh, have more than they do, right? You have to attack. You have to attack. And you can't just attack starting now. So, I mean, when they're playing catch-up, when they're not – when they're catching passes in their feet all the time. Like, the tape-to-tape passes weren't there last night either. Like, you don't have this positive momentum built up for you to fire at will and succeed when the moments do come. And that's where like, that's where they really struggle. And that's that physicality that I'm talking about with Nashville. And sometimes they, it gets a little bit too much. I mean, the last time they showed up here, it was too much. They got to the box. They got scored on a couple times. And that was it. And that's the, that's the blueprint on how to mess them up in playoffs and stuff otherwise. But what type of hockey wins playoff games? Physical hockey. And the Tanner Janos of the world are going to not just have their cake. They're going to eat it too. And that's not something this Golden Knights roster has this year. It's had in the past. Physicality. We were the biggest team in the NHL last year. We are now the most hit team in the NHL, or at least the last time I checked midseason. Jeez. And that's that's Revo. That's Carrier missing games. That's different make that's that's no sick leaving for Boston. Like that's a bunch of different decisions. Or maybe it's sending Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck over to Buffalo. The prioritization of 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 speed, skill, and talent over character, grime, and hard work sometimes you have to make that decision but it seems like they've made 
the same decision a few times and then failed to fortify the holes that have been left behind for the price that has been paid. You know? No, and that, and that makes sense. And also when, when you're talking about physicality and stuff, and, and you mentioned it earlier, that's not something that you can just in an no, instant no, just that turn is, on. That is something that is built up from first shift. That's a mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, last week when we played the Capitals, like I, they came out firing right away. They were throwing bodies, and the Golden Knights responded too. But the Golden Knights don't want to play a physical hockey game. That's not their M.O., but they will if they have to. But the thing is if they have to, it usually takes enough energy and focus away from them that they can't play their brand of hockey. They can't score, and that's exactly where this team gets into trouble. They're very one-dimensional. And when you're one-dimensional and you bring a knife to a gunfight, it's usually not going to go well for you. And so that's another challenge for this team to get character guys, to get those, those grime guys at a good price that have experience in moments, that know what to do, that know where to be, that, that know where to line up on the faceoff once the puck goes and say it gets one to the strong side D versus the weak side D. Which lane do you take? Do you take a lane? Because there's only three of us out here, maybe it's not a lane. Maybe we just see it, stay in nucleus and we might let our goalie do our job, you know. And so there's there's so many different ways to kind of look at how this roster can be fully used, but I don't think it's been put in a position to flourish, and that's because of injury. And because of injuries, we weren't able to make the same moves that we usually or that we anticipated to. And so I don't know. It's just like it's like having a half build. And then changing the plan halfway through, but then keeping all the same pieces that you already built in the same place. Yeah, you can't build New Legos directions, like that. though, too. Yeah, yeah you Doesn't can't build Legos sense. like that. Or no, no, win no, no, hockey no. games. But you can wreck people's feet. Like, it's just going to be spread all over the floor. And there's nothing worse than stepping on a Lego when, you weren't, when you're not expecting it. Pain, unbeknownst to most of us. But we sure will have more of that on the other side of the break. Another hour of sports and other things. Love for the bet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.